Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host, and this week, kind of a goofy episode. My guest is Kara Mayer Robinson. Now, she is a freelance journalist for such fake news publications as the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. She's a former therapist, and currently she hosts a podcast called Really Famous, where she interviews celebrities. How famous? Well, I was a guest recently. In fact, my particular episode dropped on March 18th, if you want to go back and hear it. Anyway, Kara was in town, and so I returned the favor. This is a pretty freewheeling and fun episode as we diss celebrities and each other. Just kind of two idiots sitting around talking. So get ready for Kara Mayer Robinson. Okay, so this is kind of cool because I've done your podcast. As we sit here today, I recorded with you like two months ago in New York. Uh, yeah, I was telling all of my friends, uh, yeah, I'm I'm meeting this woman at the Rio Hotel at 11 a.m., uh, <laughs> but I'll be available for lunch. And, you know, it's only going to take about an hour or so. And, you know, they were all excited. I, I left out the part that I was doing a podcast. Can, can, can. Always knowing how to make a story sound more intriguing than it is. <laughs> so anyway, I noticed that the podcast that I recorded with you as of this date has not uh, aired yet. So I went back and I figured, well, look, I, I understand, number one, that you try to backlog these things. And number two, your podcast is called Really Famous and that there are probably people who are really famous, much more famous than I am. And so I would be bumped for these more famous people. And then I see I've been bumped for Alex Guarin Shelley. Guarna Shelley, she's a big chef on the Food Network. She's a chopped chef. Uh -huh. She's an iron chef. She's really famous. I'm it's sorry to break it to you. Fairly famous. Fairly famous. Well, she doesn't okay. have an Emmy, I don't think. Okay. Alicia Reisner, who's that? Okay, so you got her name wrong, too. It's Alicia Reiner. Okay. So if you watch 
Orange is the New Black. You know her. Okay, who who she? She's on like so. I just found out last night. I was calling her the warden. She's convict number nine. She's not. Oh, so I was calling her the warden because I hadn't watched. the oh, show I know for who that is. Years. Yeah, she's very tall. Yes. and and thin. Yeah, yes. she's very funny. See, you know her. So I, you, there, you just didn't recognize her name. Okay. Ricky Gonzalez. Who's Ricky Gonzalez? All right. So Rick Gonzalez. These is... are really famous people that have bumped me. By Not the only way, that, yeah. but Rick Gonzalez was a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are, you put a rerun before me too? <laughs> I don't even really. He was on since I interviewed you. Okay. He is a superhero star. He's a famous for his superhero roles. He's on the show Arrow. If you don't watch it, does you know, he play the Arrow? Oh, no. So then, like, what is he? The Arrow's friend? <laughs> the Arrow's quill? He's what? not. He's not. He's one of the superheroes, at least. Look, you were bumped by a superhero. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Jamie Camille. Okay. First of all, Jaime Camille okay. is such a superstar. He. Do you have 2 million followers on Instagram? Yes. <laughs> but why thanks does he? To, thanks to you people. But why does we're he... going to sign up? Well, because he's probably on some show. So what... he's number one. He is the best character on the show Jane the Virgin. Okay, he... which is on the CW, seen by two million people. Fine, right? But okay. before he got that gig, he was a huge telenovela star in Mexico. So all of Mexico. He knows him okay. and loves him. All right. And now he's just catching on here in the States, and he has a new show coming out soon, or at least the pilot is, is going on. Okay. All right. So, so there. So there. But like I said, you know, we try to get ahead and have a couple banked. This particular episode with Kara was recorded back in 2019, and uh, <laughs> and we will get to it. Hey, so you know what? To- Wait, hold on, Ken. Hold yeah. on. So first of all, just so you know, Mr. Big Mexican Telenovela star yeah. was recorded last time I was in L.A. in October 2018. Oh, okay. I feel better then. So how about that? Uh, okay. And number two, guess whose episode is being released in just a few days? All right. All right. The have, you, have, have you ever interviewed somebody and then uh, he died in the interim? And- <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. Right. <laughs> so you were a freelance journalist and, you know, you, you got articles in the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. I have one really in the famous. Times today, in fact. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, it comes out on Sunday, but it's digitally it came out today. Okay. Very yes, cool. Yes. With actor Andrew Reynolds. Do you know who he is? Andrew Reynolds starred in a music. That I co wrote. That's right, because I remember you mentioned him in our interview. Right. And I remember saying, I don't remember if I said I was about to interview him or I just did. Yeah. But his great guy. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. I look forward to that. Um, And you were also a therapist? Correct, Amundo. Okay. What came first, the freelance journalism or. The therapy. The therapy, but not before trying uh, business for a year. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I did that. I decided to get my master's. I was like, I feel like I could be Bob Newhart in the Bob Newhart show. Okay. I could do that was what I was thinking to myself on during the days that I was at Comedy Central doing business work. So I worked for Comedy Central right. for a very short period of time. And it was there that I knew if I can't be happy doing business at Comedy Central then business is not for me. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to grad school. So I did to become a therapist. 
And how long did you do that? Or are you still doing it? Do you still have a patience? I don't. It's funny you say that, though, because I was interviewing Jay Moore for my show the other day, right. who was also a podcaster. Uh-huh. And a lot We're more. all podcasters. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> but he's one. He's got a nice following, too. Not that he's more famous than you. No, no. He's, he's really, he's sort of famous. <laughs> so Jay offers... Formerly famous. Yeah. Jay offers life coaching through his podcast. He talks about it. He says, if you want to be coached by me, $100, 10 emails, send me an email at this, this email address, and I'll start coaching you. What qualifies an actor... Well, that is yeah, I was another... in Jerry Maguire, so I can help you <laughs> change your life. What? How does that happen? So it happened. It happens. And as I was interviewing him the other day about that, because it intrigued me too. Sure. He, he kind of brought up the fact that, well, why don't... Because I was telling him, I'm broke as a podcaster. We don't make money. He said, right. look, five podcasters make money. Is it okay for me to reveal this to your... No, no. no. Your uh, audience? No, I mean, look, clearly... I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing it, you know, for the love. Right, exactly. And that's what, And he said, we're doing it for the love, and so are you. It's good things, good things. And I told him, it's funny that you say that, though. I was listening to your show the other day about this life coaching, and I thought, maybe I should offer therapy through my... Like, why am I not cashing in on the fact that I'm a therapist? <laughs> I do sort of therapeutic sessions practically with the actors I interview on it. Right. So maybe I'll for therapy on the side. There so, you go. And then we had a little therapy life coaching session where he coached me to figure out how to just get over myself and yeah, offer the therapy. I don't know if I'm really going to do it, but that was part of the podcast. Okay. Was he good? Did uh... He was good. I have to tell you, I have to say, I don't know what qualifies him. However, he had the ability, and I've interviewed many, many people. He was one of the few people who I found myself just naturally opening up to and thinking about things. With. When you interview people, do you have a particular style? Is there something that you are trying to get out of them? Definitely. So I'm always going for the real qualities. So I am not into performances. I am not into polished, rehearsed answers to the same questions. Right. I'm all about getting a sense of who that person really is. So it's called really famous, but it's not because they're really famous. They're famous, but I'm shooting for who they really are. Okay. Get it? So So uh, every time I meet somebody, honestly my goal is to be like get that get a feel for the person. So anybody listening feels like they know that guest. And me too. I'm trying to get to know him or her as well. And uh, I'm sure some guests are harder than others. That Uh, some are very polished and you spend 20 minutes and you're going to get the same answers that they've given for every other interview. How do you break through that? Okay. So first of all, I'm not giving them 20 minutes. Okay. That. Okay. Not. Good. They're you gonna can, get a you few. Like five, and then and that's then it. You... Five, and you're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You you end the interview, or you just uh, just steer them away from that and go. Uh, all right. It's all about the the drive. So uh-huh. I will. I don't necessarily know what turn is going to get me to that place. Right. So I may have to try different turns, but I will uh-huh. kind of try this, and I will try that, and. I will try until it happens. It doesn't always happen. But uh, the harder thing is when less about them being pre-rehearsed because I can usually break through that. But when they're very guarded 
it's tough. Right. So somebody who's guarded has a strong wall around them. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a matter of taking them on that ride with me. I have to actually like chip away at that wall. Mm-hmm. And so do you hour- cheat on your wife? Stuff like that? <laughs> you just kind of break in on uh, a question like that? Well, it's funny that you say that because uh, Alicia Reiner did tell me in the middle of our interview when I asked her a question, she said, well, that's an inappropriate question to ask me. <laughs> but she's the only one who ever said it. And usually at the end of my interviews, they're surprised at how much they liked it and how it did not feel like an interview. Has, not her, though. Has anyone ever gotten mad at you? I think Alicia Reiner might have. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And how'd you handle that? Well, it's tough because I'm not... My point is not to like make anybody uncomfortable. Like I really am all about connecting with them and making it a harmonious, good thing, a pleasant experience. Not even pleasant, but like really good experience for both of us. Right. That is totally what I try every time. So when I see it's not working, like with her, I knew it wasn't working and she was not in on that whole thing. <laughs> she was just not going I think along. She, yeah. She, I don't think she was warned though about what kind of podcast... I have. Okay. Because if she had done her research or somebody had said something even small to her that, listen, this is a personal podcast. You're not just going to be plugging your new movie. Uh You're going to be talking about life. So I don't think anybody told her that because she was surprised when I asked her a question like, so tell me about, or it wasn't a question. So tell me about your parents. (laughs) And that was inappropriate? Well, that wasn't was the like, one was she like said inappropriate personal? too, but it was too uh, personal. And she told me she did not want to talk about that. Jevro D, you know, questions like that. You want to know what it was? Yeah. So she was telling me about when she started acting and she went to this, uh, I think it was a big theater company and she had to audition and they had different productions that she could have been selected for. And the director had sexual feelings towards her and told her that. And so she was saying how it's kind of like sad that at the time I wasn't upset or offended. I felt excited about that. I didn't, you know, she wasn't into him, but she felt like, oh, great. I'm so lucky that he's attracted to me. So then I asked her, so did you get into any situations with him? And that was when she said, well, that's an inappropriate question to ask me. (laughs) So to me, I'm hearing that and I'm going, well, the answer to that is then yes. (laughs) Because <laughs> uh, if it was okay. no, it was like, no, of course not. I mean, who, what do you take me for? You're like a regular therapist, Ken. Uh-huh. You get it, right? <laughs> so you're looking at it as as uh, you might look at it. Ever made any of your subjects cry? Many. Wow. Many. It happens. You did not make me cry. I did not. You, no. you and I did not have a crying session. We had one of our one of my lighter sessions with, with was with you. Very fun. Um, we were kind of going back and forth, talking about gossiping a bunch. Right. And so I've had those too. Sometimes that's just where it goes. Uh-huh. Other times it does. Alex Cornishelli was one of them. She cried right in the middle, and she said she paused. The chef. No, I know. I listened to that, yeah, that yeah. episode. Yeah, you guys, you get into restaurant etiquette and crib death <laughs> but in, that's, in that that's episode. It. But that's yes. like, it's like television today. The best shows, in my opinion, have drama and comedy. And I was just talking to somebody else about this the other day who I was interviewing. Uh, I think it was Jason Ritter. And he was saying how he, parenthood, we kind of were talking about how that had both elements. And I agreed. So my podcasts usually have both too. So I've got the laughter and I've the light stuff and the heavy stuff. But it's funny. I actually... St- oh, forget it. I don't want to reveal this. But I was thinking the other day, oh, another person cried. 
<laughs> I ha- it's a it's common. Okay, when we did ours, we do it at this very lovely hotel in New York, and uh, so we're, we're doing the interview, and we're down in a room. And all of a sudden, there's like a fire drill. <laughs> yes. I, we caught it on video too, remember? <laughs> that, 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 that goes off. And uh, Kara's like, no, it's just, it's just a fire drill. This happens all the time. And we sort of continued the interview. It's going, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? If it's not a fire drill, this is like really worthy of a Darwin-esque death, <laughs> okay, to to die Podcasting <laughs> has to be one of the dumbest ways to leave the planet. <laughs> I think that would be all right. There is nothing wrong with podcasting. And, and yet you would still hold it back for Alicia Reiner. <laughs> right? That's right. That's right. I, you know, I, I wouldn't get moved up. My death... <laughs> Look, on, if we had died, wouldn't... that would probably be the first one that somebody else would air. It would be all over TV. Yeah, it would be great. It God, would be. We missed our chance to go viral. <laughs> For real fame, to become <laughs> really famous, both of us. <laughs> By the way, that we did catch on video. And so actually anybody who wants to can go to my YouTube page and see the video right there. What is your YouTube page? It's, Might as well plug it. It's just called, all right, it's called okay. Really Famous. So you can go to YouTube.com slash Really Famous or just you know pull up the app and type in Really Famous. And you'll see Ken Levine there. But actually, it's not released yet. It'll be released when your episode is. Okay. Which probably by the time this runs, it will have already been released. I'm noticing a death uh, theme going on here today. (laughs) I'm a comedy writer. (laughs) (laughs) Is that everything, death? Is that a big thing? Oh, uh, huge. It's a can't miss? Huge. Yeah, comedy gold. Comedy gold. Yeah. What is it like... Since you're used to being the person who is interviewing, what is it like being on the other side being interviewed? It's interesting. I actually like it. I mean, I, I would think that I wouldn't, but it's this isn't my first interview. I've been interviewed a few times before, um, and I actually like it. It's fun. I could talk about this stuff all the time, you know. So, and you're good. You're a good interviewer. You're kind of you're asking good questions. You're letting me answer, but you know how to move on. You know, uh-huh. so uh, it feels okay to me. It's interesting too for me to see what it feels like for my guests. What can I ask you to make you cry? Oh gosh, I don't know. I've never cried on the show. That is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to think about that. And get back to you. Well, let's we'll get back to death. And <laughs> <laughs> I went really deep in an interview. I mean, not that deep, I guess, with Peter Herman from Younger. Okay. Um. And so he turned it, he turned it, okay, first of all, if you knew how many people started, found really famous because of Peter Herman, you would not believe it. I got it. Okay, can I get him on as my guest then? Because I'm trying to just build an audience here. Well, Peter Herman helped me build an audience because it doesn't matter how famous he is. He has a passionate, loyal following. Okay. And that, it's interesting because I can see that over time too. It's not always the biggest guest. So you, um... You got into it with him and, and you made him cry? Do you feel bad making Well, I didn't Peter say Herman I made cry? Peter Herman cry. Oh. I was saying that he, what I was going to say was that he also turned it on me a little bit in a, not in a uh, negative way, in a very natural, positive way. Like it was, re- it was a great, one of my favorite episodes for sure. So it was more of a back and forth conversation. And he was interested in like my perspective as a therapist, da, da, da. And so we went on and on and then he actually came back to interview me 
So we did an extra bonus episode where I'm actually the guest. He's the interviewer. And he's asking me questions. And he prepared everything. He did his research on me. It was pretty cool. So I was interviewed by him there. Do you prepare? Yes. How much do you prepare? Not too much. Just enough, I think. It's not. A, I mean, I don't always meet that sweet spot there. But to me, I need to know enough about the guests. I don't want to be like ill-informed or uninformed. Right. But at the same time, I don't want to know too much. I want to be able to discover things with that person. And I also want them to feel like... I'm getting to know them like a regular person, not somebody who's been stalking them for the last year. Uh And I think that helps the rapport. So I do a little bit of research. I see, sometimes I'll watch some things that they've been in if I haven't seen them already. Um, Yeah, like I have to watch something this weekend for a guest that I'm probably going to interview on Monday. And I have not seen any of his major stuff, but he's really famous. He's really famous. You haven't seen any of his stuff, though. Mm-hmm. I know okay. exactly who he is. I knew his name immediately, but I don't think I've actually watched him in anything. Tom Cruise. You <laughs> should see his movies. <laughs> They've been around. Tom Cruise. I would love to have Tom Cruise. Could you imagine the material there? To Tom Cruise, if he can jump on a couch, he can cry with me. Oh, he can cry at a moment's notice. Yeah. Just mention Katie Holmes and, and mm-hmm. he can cry. I don't think he's allowed to do press, though. Oh, poor guy. Too bad, because I like him on the uh, podcast here. Yeah, yeah. He'd be, he'd be, Let's start trying to get be, into a book him. I'll, I'll have a podcast called Really, Really Famous. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll have people like Tom Cruise on. Do you know all of these people personally, or do you go through PR reps, that type of thing? So, because you do interview people. Every week. I interview people when I find an interesting person like yourself and and do the interview. Who tells you, hey, Ken, you're having me on your show. You better <laughs> make, make time in your week. <laughs> um, I don't know them. No, I don't. Most of them, I don't know them, but uh, I, that is how I started. So I used to be a journalist. So I wrote for like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Hollywood Reporter. So I'd already interviewed a lot of people and I had goodwill, like a good rapport and whatnot with a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. So I felt funny about doing it. But when I started the show, I knew I needed people. So how am I going to get them for a podcast that doesn't even exist yet? So I reached out to a handful and they all did it. So it was like Tim Gunn from Project Runway, Damon John from Shark Tank, Debbie Mazar from... uh, Goodfellas and everything, okay. Entourage, Younger. Okay, those are three names I know. <laughs> okay. Okay, right off the bat, those are three names I know. Okay. So that's how I started. Tim Daly was another one. Uh, I, I worked with him on Wings. That's right. Yeah. Tim Daly, I had him as a return guest. He was. He's great. He's great. Yeah. He's my only return guest so far. I had him on, again, I think it must have been in December because I feel like I went to his... Uh, his place and he had a Christmas tree there. So I think it was December and I ran it like right after. I turned around fast. Uh, he was in a play with his sister, Tyne Daly. Right. So uh, Tim was another one. I had done a piece with him on uh, for the Wall Street Journal. So, uh, but but then for the rest, like sometimes now I'll meet somebody, they'll say, oh, you should interview so-and-so or that kind of thing. But I also deal with reps a lot. See, I don't. Yeah, well... I don't. I just try to get people... Of course, a lot of the guests that I have are not famous at all, but they're interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's it's sort of a a different thing. Um, What's the worst interview you ever did? 
It might have been, I mean, I can't believe I'm publicizing this, Ken. You're getting really quite a bit. I okay. really do think it was probably Alicia Reiner. Uh, because she just wouldn't play along with yeah, you? Yeah, I just, it's not that she wouldn't play along. I really felt tension from her. Um, and I do not, that again, I hate that. I don't want, I don't, I'm not trying to stress her out. I'm right. trying to really like ha- help her have a good time. And I don't think she enjoyed a minute of it. And that to <laughs> me is a bummer. Yeah, because look, you've interviewed me, and I think people can hear just the exchange back and forth. You're very open. We have a good time. You're very loose. You know, you're not trying to pull a Howard Stern right. On, right. on anybody. So right. I mean, I've had people. I think I've gone into interview them more so for print and digital. You know, for written, not for the podcast. Right. Where they're a little reluctant, possibly because they're scared of what I'm going to do. Not meaning they're fearful or whatever, but they've been burned before by journalists who have taken things out of context, written this, have a weird headline, whatever. And I've never done that. But how do they know I'm not going to do that? If they never met me before, how could they trust me? So I have kind of felt that a little bit, but not really so much for the podcast. People who come on the podcast have an idea of what's what. And I, if I'm going out to them, if I'm reaching out to their reps or from somebody they know, it's because I see something in them that I feel like is good and interesting. And usually I'm right. Now, sometimes you do an interview and it kind of veers off in a direction that you don't expect. Have you ever had an interview that has taken just some bizarre Sunday trip into dementia somewhere? Have you ever had an interview that has just gone off the rails? Ken, are you peeking into my brain right now? Because it just happened on Monday. <laughs> really? Just With Jay ha- Moore? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, thought, I even told him in the middle of the show, I said, this how on earth am I going to edit this episode? It went on so long and was so, the journey was, I can't even like tell you what it was about. It went so wild over and over and here and there. I can't even pull out like a big thread for you. And I even told him that because he knows he's a podcaster. He said, just leave it all in. So it's two hours of crazy ride if you're into that. So I haven't, I haven't even looked at it since Monday. But that definitely happened. And normally your podcasts are like an hour or so? Yeah, I usually keep them to about an hour, sometimes an hour and 15. I try not to go over that unless I feel like every minute is so good that I would not want to take any of this out. So and you if, edit? I edit based on time mostly. Okay. So this week was crazy. So I came out to LA for a week to record here. I'm based in New York. So normally... If people don't live there, they come there for one reason or another, like you did. Right. So most people I interview, we're we're doing it there. But I come to LA a couple times a year. I do a lot of interviews in one week, and then I bring them back. This week, I was going over it in my head last night as I'm trying to fall asleep, and I'm thinking, I think almost every interview this week was at least two hours. And that's too long. It's much harder. I don't want to put a two-hour podcast out there. Yeah. No, people, my podcasts generally are 30, 40 minutes. So I figure that's as long as they can stay on the Stairmaster. But, but, but you know, you have to ask them. I think you need to ask everybody out there listening right now, tell Ken, get in touch with Ken. 
HollywoodLevine at Outlook.com. Exactly. You can, yeah. So email Ken, press pause right now and email Ken and tell him if time matters to you. And if so, do you prefer it short, long, or whatever? Because I think that will help you. And I think I need to do that for my listeners, too. Okay. I really need to know because I do sometimes get these big. I got Eric Bogosian was huge. He was like two hours. And I felt like I didn't know what to cut. And so I think when I sent out my newsletter that week, I asked everybody, you know, tell me, do you want me to add it as a bonus episode? Do you want it all in one big chunk? Or do you want me to just cut it to an hour? I'm just afraid I'm going to get all these emails from listeners saying, well, when I think of Ken Levine, I think it should be longer. <laughs> I'm just afraid that well, I'm going to get Have that. you been holding on to that joke? No, yeah, just... <laughs> you just come out just, with it. Just, come just out like with, that. Yeah. So you could be like improvising. Did I do improvise. To, do you improvise? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You mean improvise in what way? As a... Uh, I'm in an improv workshop. Oh. And I've been improvising for... I can't say how many years because considering how many years I've been doing it, I should be way better than I am. You're pretty good. I, I give you a thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. This has really been fun. I had a good time. You're like I said, I'm short. Uh, we we keep it down. She so can, yeah, I didn't cry. I know. What can I What can I do to to get you to cry? There was no alarm going off. I know. But I did reveal maybe my worst or hardest interview ever. Okay. So, so I revealed I to, something. Personal. I get you to squirm a little bit, even. Um, no. No. Okay, well... So maybe next time. Whatever. Uh, plug your podcast, plug your YouTube channel, plug whatever you need to plug. Okay, it's Really Famous. It's reallyfamouspodcast.com. You can listen to Really Famous. Search for it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can go to youtube.com slash reallyfamous. Uh, you just search for Really Famous and you will find it. Kara, it's been fun. Thanks. Thanks, Ken. It was fun. And that will do it for this week. Again, our thanks to Adam and Susie Meister Butler, Bruce and Jason Miller, Howard Hoffman, and John Wolfer. If you want to write me, I will write you back. Just email me at hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. That's hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. Follow me on Twitter at Ken Levine, Instagram, Hollywood and Levine. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hollywood.